<laughs> Hello, everybody. We are live before the Downbeat and Musical Podcast live. Movie Musical Commentary is alive. We are back after our hit with the 1961 version of West Side Story. We have returned and we are now back to doing another one. This time we are doing the iconic 2008, I can't believe it was 2008, film version of Mamma Mia. Back in 2008, my wonderful guest who you can see here on the screen with me, we were going into grade nine in September of 2008. So this came out the summer before we went into grade nine. I can't believe that's 2008. Um, I could have no. swore this movie was later. Well, the, well, I mean, the sequel came much later. It came like almost like a decade later. <laughs> yeah, but I thought this was 2010 or 2011. Anyway, no, 2008. no, 2008. This was a 2000. This was, this was the same year, I believe, as no, wait, no, 2007 was Hairspray, High School Musical three, and I forget what the third one was. High School, oh, Hairspray, High School Musical three. I forget what the third musical was that year. This, yeah, this came out the summer after. So I think this was the only mm. musical that summer, but it was big. Like my whole family went and saw this in theaters together. Saw so Mamma Mia. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We saw. Yeah. We got the DVD for Christmas. Um, mm. Like I remember watching this on the coach bus during the choir trip that year. We sang a medley of Mamma Mia songs at the concert gala at the end of the yeah. year. Like this was big. This movie was big. Like I, got, I remember my aunt was getting married that summer, and all my aunts wanted to do. A song from Mamma Mia as like a gift to her. My mom, my mom quashed that. She's like, "Yeah, I don't sing, and neither do we." So that's just be a, a really bad experience for all. Let's not do this. So you know, so yeah. But anyway, so I never probably introduced you. Anyway, today, ladies and gentlemen, Autumn is moving. She has officially become a homeowner, so she has been moving this week. So she will not be with us. But instead, we have our wonderful guest co-host. The lady who appeared very frequently on last season, whether as a guest or a guest co-host, she is my friend from Portable 303 at Eastview Secondary School. She recently got engaged. It is Ms. Jessica Maxwell. Hello, Jay Maxwell. Hello. <laughs> this is the first time my face is on here, I think. It is. Nobody's ever seen your face. They've heard your voice many a time. But they don't ever get to see the video footage like I do. So no, this is your face, <laughs> <laughs> whether you like it or not. This is what I Jessica like it is. <laughs> I mean, you may have pictured a totally different face, but this is her face. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. me. It's you. It's you in the sunrise. It's you and her cup. Music Man. We'll do that one at some point. I just got the Hugh Jackman cast album for Music Man, and that I. They messed up Shapoopy. They changed all the lyrics to Shapoopy to make it now modern day. The man's got to find the woman. It's like, seriously, we didn't change Sadder but Wiser Girl, but we changed Shapoopy. Anyway, I could rant on that one. That You're going to write a strongly worded letter. I can feel it. Yes, I'll write a strongly worded letter to Hugh Jackman. Why was this song changed? <laughs> I came in expecting the Family Guy classic song and instead I got a totally different version with different lyrics and i'm like this doesn't work the boy who's seen the light honestly ugh, no thank you no no thank you so yeah so jessica tell us how your summer's been you just got back from a chicago trip 
Yeah. I came back from Chicago not even a week ago. Went there for a week for a music festival and just a vacation. And it was awesome. My second time being there. Mm -hmm. uh, while I was there, we walked around downtown and we saw several theaters. Ooh. All playing a bunch of different musicals. Of course, well, we weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> was supposed to be playing. I think performances started the Tuesday we left because of course. And I think Anastasia was like the week after because of course. Uh, yes. Uh, Lion King in November. I'm like, all these musicals that are coming <laughs> and not when I was there. It's fine. It's fine. But, no. <laughs> Did you do some research for our upcoming movie musical version of Chicago that we're going to be covering in October? I should have. They did have a, it was like history of mobsters and stuff like that and ah. I feel like the, the gangs in the 20s and 30s would have correlated perfectly with the themes of chicago but <laughs> <laughs> i did not visit the um, cook county jail if that's what you're asking darn it jessica i was expecting a full essay on on the history of the cook county jail sorry <laughs> all right well jessica what do you say we get into this movie jessica Let's you'll be watching on amazon prime I have mine queued yep. up on Crave. We'll have a version of the film playing at the bottom of our screen so you can see where we're at in the film, but there will be no sound on it. It'll just be visuals. Jessica and I commentating over top of it. And if you would like, you can always ask us a question. So please, if you're if you're watching us, send us in a question. Send us in your comments about what you think for our, or at least your thoughts on the movie as well. Do you think Pierce Brosnan was unjustly vilified and, and made fun of in this movie? Is he better than Russell Crowe? There's the question. There's the bar. <laughs> Who would you much prefer in a, to see in another movie musical? Pierce Brosnan or Russell Crowe? So, uh. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Here we go. So, let okay. me just, we're starting our streams now. There we go. We are beginning. We are in. I'm putting on the screen share. We now have the Universal logo coming up. There we are. Doo, 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 doo. And Universal is the company that will be doing Wicked with Cynthia Rio and Ariana Grande. That Ooh. will be coming out apparently next Christmas. I don't know if we'll actually make it to that one because we just only got the casting for Fiero to, like this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So I don't know what they're up to. I don't know if they've already been filming or like rehearsing and they're just holding off on the casting announcements. I know they've definitely started production because Ariana yeah. Grande's pretty, pretty consistent about like posting yeah. little hints here and there. So gotcha. there's definitely been some practice. Yeah. Well, I know her and Cynthia Riva are rehearsing. But yeah. But I know they don't start filming until I think it's November, which I'm like, that's such a fast turnaround to get a movie ready to go for production. Yeah. So. We'll see how this goes. Either way. So we're now in the opening. If you didn't know, some of these shots were actually shot night for day, which means Amanda Stepper is walking around in the sunlight and then they throw on a blue hue and dip, drop the lighting on the scene and then it magically becomes evening. That's so some cool. of these shots are filmed night for day. And apparently, according to Abba, this is one of their tougher songs to sing because of the vocal jumps you have to do. And it's all hmm. acapella, so you have to be able to hit it note perfect. On your own, so there we go. Harry Bright, Colin Firth, there we go. So 
I'm so glad we got an overture because typically they cut the overture for movie musicals. Mm. We don't get an overture. So we, we have an adapted version of the overture, which is a great set to a montage of the potential three dads. Yeah. So there we go. There's Mr. Colin Firth. And then we got Bill, Bill Anderson, played by Stellan Skarsgård, who is Swedish, just like ABBA. So there you go. Everything ties together somewhere. It does. Somehow. It does. And then, of course, Pierce Brosnan's the cool guy in jeans and the, and the sports coat. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's got to be the coolest looking one of them all. Oh, yeah. But I also just question them where it's like, you get a, a, an invitation from somebody you haven't spoken to in years about a wedding. It's like, and they're you know? like, no, like, yeah, this is fine. This is yeah. totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. And we get the title, Mamma Mia. Oh, and then we have the three friends. This is Jessica and I when we see each other in the city for a show. I haven't seen each other in like a hot minute. For literally anything. Yeah, exactly. Mackenzie and I do this exact same yeah. bit. We do this yeah. whole dance and everything. It's um, true. You don't get to see it ever because it's no. just for us. It's just for us. It's just for it's us. Just for us. I know. So Jessica, they're showing off their rings. So let's see your ring. Can we see the ring? Uh, nah, this old thing. No one wants to see it. <laughs> oh, absolutely we do. Woo! Love that. Love that. So so is this a movie you watch with your mom, Jessica? Is this like is this like one of your go-to Sue and Jessica Maxwell movies? I don't know if it's our go-to movie, but we did see it in theaters together and we saw the musical together. Nice. The stage production, so. Love that. It's the journal. It's the journal, the sex journal. Which, once again, it's very uncomfortable if you're thinking to be reading your mom's dirty diary. (laughs) I mean, she probably saw, like... It does not explicitly say sex journal. Well, they (laughs) what dot 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 means. Very much says diary on it. Yeah. (laughs) So she probably saw it and was like, oh, my mom's diary from like when she was my age. Let me just like flip through it and then happened to come across July 17th. What a night. (laughs) (laughs) This escalated quickly. I will say the song has a very good vamp. Yeah. And I will say, I like Amanda Seyfried singing in this versus Les Mis. Because... Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of liked her singing in Les Mis. I didn't mind it, but once again, she's not a trained, like, classic soprano, which is what Cosette is. Cosette is a yeah. classic trained so- soprano. And it's one of the things, if you listen to somebody like a Judy Kim or a Rebecca Kane, mm-hmm. who, also, who also played Christine in Phantom in Toronto, mm-hmm. when they go up to their highness, they're not breathy and high vibrato they can do straight tone notes and make that that high singing sound really good she always like a bit of a like she always sound uncomfortable singing that high compared to this where she's in her chest voice yeah it sounds a bit more natural to her yeah and this is also like more pop rock music right yeah so that's totally different very different aside aside from the arrangements like this is like a totally different genre in comparison exactly that bastard Sam. He was engaged the whole time. Oh, what a night. Oh, what a night. Little Island. So my bet is actually that it's Bill, because the movie pretty explicitly says that Bill's the dad. Cause because she's named after his grandmother. 
where where Donna gets the money from to get to start start the villa. Yeah. So this movie kind of explicitly says who her dad is, even though there's no paternity test. They choose to all be her dads. Spoiler alert for the ending. Oh, Mackenzie. <laughs> there's there's Meryl Streep, not in ghost form, like she is in the not, sequel. Not in ghost form. <laughs> this scene was in the trailer all the time. Uh huh. J Maxwell, uh, can you turn your volume down just a smidgen on the video? Because the yeah. feedback, because we're off by like two seconds. Oh so god. Like, <laughs> so, I'm, so, so I'm getting like the ooze, like double ooing, and I'm like, where does that double oo come from? There we go. That's better. Thank you. So now what's funny is you don't realize till later, but Tanya and Rosie are on that boat that just left the port because we kept because we their first scene is on the boat together. Oh, yeah. So there's a, some secret little info there too. <laughs> Amanda Seyfried's so cute in this role. Like just yeah. the beatiness she has. Like this role is perfect for her. Yeah. And she does look like Meryl Streep's daughter. Yeah. I was surprised to learn if you saw our fun fact this week that. Michelle Pfeiffer and Olivia Newton-John are both up for the role of Donna before Meryl Streep got it. I saw your post about that. That's really interesting. I, I would have really loved to see Olivia Newton-John try this role. Yeah, I think that would have been interesting. Definitely a different sound it. in the singing. Yeah. I love hearing those tidbits of like, who was almost cast in this role? Well, apparently had another Rosie cast, but then she dropped out mm. after the role was described as the short fat friend. She was like, hey, I'm not doing that part. Yeah, that's not a great way to describe a role. No. So said so they got Julie Walters, who is terrific. And we forget that at this time, she was best known as Mrs. Weasley in Harry Potter. Because Harry oh, Potter was still yeah. ongoing. Ugh. He's so cool. <laughs> See, they're on the boat. So mm-hmm. right there. Oop. Hello. We're getting something going on here. All right, we're live. So we're still live, I think. Since we're on the air. Yes. Apparently, due to a copyright match, your stream was interrupted. Yes. Ooh. After copyrighted material is no longer being streamed. Ah, so I guess we'll have to I guess we'll have to hide the stream. Even though we're not showing any sound. Apparently that doesn't matter. There we go. Sorry, viewers. I know. But we can Jessica and I can still hear it though. <laughs> that's what matters for us exactly <laughs> sorry to everybody else Scott, <laughs> <laughs> he's such a, a good guy and it's dominic cooper who's gone on to have a lot of great film success yep both in marvel outside of marvel he's done a lot of stuff now mm. is that how dan wants to have your wedding jessica wash down with a bucket of beer <laughs> no good <laughs> is jim gonna be the ring bearer i hope jim is the ring bearer we were discussing it, though we would have to get a pet wrangler, but... I volunteer as pet wrangler. Okay, he can be a little squirmy, though. I'm happy to, like, hold on to This is my cat you. we're talking about, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure people thought it was a human. <laughs> when she meets her dad. Oh, how naive you are, child. Knowing like your dad isn't going to fix everything. <laughs> it would be These... nice. These three guys have such great chemistry, the three of them. Like, they do. Like, this whole movie, like, the three pairings, like, you have Sophie and her friends, Donna and her friends, and then the three dads. 
mm-hmm. all three of the groupings had really good chemistry together. Mm-hmm. And that's rare that you get three different sets of groups all really mixing well and having a really good yeah. chemistry with one another. <laughs> Meryl Streep should have got an Oscar nom for this. <laughs> This is also how Mackenzie and I act when we were into each other. <laughs> See, that's good. They, they kept that plot point in front from the musical. Is Tanya's being married multiple times. Yeah. The only line they cut, and I'm pretty sure they cut it, is the whole line about what Tanya's dad used to say to her every time he walked her down the aisle, which is, don't worry, honey, we'll get you a good lawyer. <laughs> this is a new stuff. They added in a bit more backstory to Rosie that isn't in the stage show. Mm. And she's like a cookbook. Author. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little hermit over here. So good, the three of them. And also Christine Baranski, big Broadway actress. People forget that she's like big on Broadway. Yes. She's done a lot and, of Broadway um, shows. Is in Chicago as well. Yes, she is in Chicago. Mary Sunshine. Yes, she is. So we'll be seeing her again. Yep. She was in Into the Woods as the stepmother. Yeah. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. Maybe that'll be another live stream we'll do. With Meryl Streep as well. Yes. As the witch. That's right. This is the only sad thing is they cut Tanya's subplot of her getting accosted by, by the barman. Pepper. Because mm. then the whole joke is once Pepper gets in your nose, it never leaves. So it's that, so it's that, so he keeps trying to flirt with her. And they kept their song that they have in the show where she's telling him off. But they never give us any good lead up to why she's telling him off. Hmm. So that's the one thing about the movie where I was like, I feel there was more here with that character. They cut a lot of that. That's the the problem I have with some of these transitions from musicals to movies is some of those things get cut or they get missing. Yeah. Like like in Rent, all of the musical dialogue got transferred to speaking parts, which was like kind of you knew that it was originally songs, but Mm the same time it's like oh or like some songs would be cut and be like oh this, this could have been really good on, yeah. on screen so speaking of rent jessica are we going to be going to stratford next summer to force me to see the stage production <laughs> well i wouldn't force you into anything you wouldn't want to see. <laughs> but i mean if you want to go you'd be mad about it as long as you can go see Spamalot at the same time. We can do a double. I would love to see Spamalot again. That one okay. was hilarious. So maybe you and I will do a venture to Stratford to see to do, to do a musical day. <laughs> musical day. That would be awesome. I will say this film has great coloring. Beautiful coloring. Like the way they just make everything just pop and be so colorful. Oh yeah. It's stunning. Yeah. And it like all of it just gives off like this summery mm-hmm. vibe. It's great. Yeah. And the fact that we're all in the Greek, white, and blue colors. Yeah. Very smart. Yeah. I love how like this is like a plot point that like wouldn't happen today is Sky is designing a website and that's a big deal <laughs> for this villa. <laughs> it's like nowadays you'd have the Instagram, the Twitter. Oh, website. what was I, what was I watching the other day that made of something similar? Oh, I was watching Six Feet Under. And oh. one of the one of the character in the episode I was watching made a joke about, oh, what, you're gonna drive around in your fancy electric vehicle? <laughs> like, oh, you don't even know. 
Oh, Meryl Streep. This was my favorite song growing up as a kid. This was my favorite song from the musical. Really? Oh, yeah. This was a song I replayed repeatedly on the CD. (laughs) 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 People forget, like, Meryl Streep, nobody ever really heard her sing. Like, she did Juilliard, where she did Mm. do some singing. But I was like, can Meryl Streep sing? It's like, well, of course she can. She's Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, she can do anything. Yeah. She sing the phone book. I'd listen to it. <laughs> I also like how this musical or this movie version of the musical did a really good job building up the ensemble where they're like there's very familiar faces that keep showing up. Like there's one lady you'll see who is always there in the yeah. ensemble. So when I see her, I'll point her out to you. Like the guy with the mustache, he's always there. Huh. He's always doing something throughout the movie. Oh, okay, here we go. Hold on. I'll point her out to you. There, the lady kind of like the gold flowery dress with short brown mm. hair. She's always in the camera shot and she's hysterical. If you just follow her character throughout it, she's always around. Cool. Mind you, that only comes from watching this movie so many times that you start watching the background performers. Oh, I know. And this is I rare to see in, in modern day movie musicals. It's like the dream sequence. Yeah. We never really do that because we're always so hyper-realistic. About, about about the musical that we're like we'll never right. see a dream sequence but this is great right. to see that they're that they go into this kind of fantasy then there's other moments that are very hyper realistic like i'm slipping through my fingers mm. or winner takes it all that's hyper realistic <laughs> see watch her she's right there in the yellow oh, yeah. she's always around just watch her face it's hysterical <laughs> money, money, money. must be sunny in a rich man's world. <laughs> apparently, they actually did sing live quite a bit on set. And apparently, a lot of the vocals are a mix of recorded and live singing. Ooh. They won't say which parts are which. <laughs> no, they never would. No. This is another new plot point. It, it, it is the water fountain underneath the spring, Aphrodite's spring. That's a new element to the story as well. Mm. Here they all come. The three amigos. <laughs> Apparently they just gave Julie Walters a suitcase and said just improvise and start picking stuff out. Oh, that's the best. That's an improv. The donkey testicles. That's an improv line. <laughs> Here we go. The amount of girls I saw wearing this type of shirt after this movie like the Amanda Seyfried blue and white kind of flowing at the bottom design. That's come back into style now. Has it? I've seen a lot of quite a few people wearing it. Oh. Jess is like, What's I don't know, Matt. <laughs> I mean, I like the fact that you're wearing the blue and white tonight. Yeah. Unintentional. But <laughs> maybe that was just a subconscious thing. <laughs> You you have some blue, but <laughs> I do have some blue, but I don't have any white. I have mm. blue and yellow tonight. <laughs> this is great. Once again, like the fact they built all the set, and it feels like such a lived-in environment. It's great. It really does. <laughs> and, and then once again, the three of them all have such great personalities. Where you see, like Bill is right in there as the travel author. He's like yeah. ready to go on an adventure. Harry's like. No, <laughs> I want to freshen up. I want to be good. 
And then, then Sam's kind of in the middle. Like, he's like, I know this, revi- this reunion is not going to be a good experience for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay to see these three actresses plus a fourth doing Golden Girls. Oh, yeah. They would be so good. <laughs> and don't forget, the Golden Girls are always supposed to be in their late 50s, early 60s. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, they're so old. I'm like, no, they're not. It's just... <laughs> we've changed our views on things like the fact that sex in the city the revivals they're supposed to be the same age as the golden girls but you <laughs> never know that because <laughs> of the amount of botox and everything else going on in that show <laughs> i would admit if i was led to this space i'd be pretty pissed too i'd be like this is a room <laughs> i would be concerned i'm like where are we going so i went to an airbnb that was designed like a treehouse so it's not was this in chicago no this was in like minden area so north okay. of here very north of here got you this would be where i go i'm out <laughs> like the sad thing is, is like pierce brosnan's a very good actor in this and his character has the most dramatic weight that has to be pulled in the show yeah but the tragedy is that He's not the best singer, and he admits it, too. He's like, yeah, I didn't know I'd have to sing in this movie. I just signed on because I was told I'd be shooting in Greece with Meryl Streep. With Meryl Streep. <laughs> and I, and I was like, happy with that. Go wrong. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Then he goes to the station and goes, oh, crap. Uh, <laughs> I have to sing? Multiple songs? <laughs> oh, it's a musical. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, I mean, it's called Mamma Mia the Movie, so you... If you didn't know it was a musical, you wouldn't know until yeah. somebody showed you a trailer. But I think, I don't know. I would have tried to put two and two together. Because mm-hmm. Mamma Mia was a stage production. That, it was. A very established stage production at yeah. this point. <laughs> that was definitely playing in New York and London. Like, yes. Like and then Meryl Streep's singing one of the cut songs from, from the musical. She's humming one of the cut songs as she's coming into the that? I forget what it's called. It made my top three of songs that either would cut or skip an episode that I was happy so it we didn't matter. Need. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. This is great. This vampire. Mm. I remember being in theaters and people laughed out loud when they showed the flashback of the guys. <laughs> Everybody laughed really hard when they saw this. Like, especially the Colin Firth one. <laughs> the rock star. You know what's yeah. so funny is he was in What a Girl Wants with Amanda right. Bynes. Right. And it's very similar. Like, they, in that movie, he plays like a prospective prime minister. Right. And the relationship that he had with Amanda Bynes' mom's character, like, he was like this kind of like hippie rock star guy, too. <laughs> now we're into this big song. Oh, yeah. Into the title. I love the goat. One look and I can hear a bell ring. See, I would love to go see the stage show of this again if it ever came on tour. I would totally go and do that. Like, I'm surprised since COVID now, like, since COVID, we have not had a revival of this show start touring at least. Like, I know it's not, like, I know it left Broadway recently. Well, it, I, did it not also, like, was it not also off Broadway? Because I remember. I don't think it was ever off Broadway. It was always on Broadway. No, well, it moved theaters then because it moved it, away from the Winter Garden to another like Broadway house. Yeah, but it was a small. It was a much smaller. Theater. It was a much smaller house. So I thought when it left the Winter Garden, that was when like it left Broadway, and when it went to the smaller one, it was off Broadway. But oh, I guess maybe. that would make sense because it's still technically a Broadway theater where it moved yeah. to. Yeah. 
Well, that's well, what you're going to because they, they had Rocky coming in. That, that was oh, deal. yeah. It was Rocky that was coming that kicked Mamma Mia out. Right, right. So maybe people were very back. upset about that. <laughs> just one can I can hear about ring. This is also a great adaptation to this song because if you watch the stage show, it's like uh, it's her being frozen in time. Like she's seen all three of the guys and mm. they're all kind of frozen on stage. And this is all happening in her head. Mm-hmm. So it's quite a good way to reinterpret the song where she's trying to sneak peeks at them the whole time. And then the question is, is the Greek chorus here real or are they imaginary? Are they all in her head that she's just imagining people? I'd like Gosh. to imagine that they're all there. <laughs> I like to think so too. <laughs> Juilliard actress here with the, with, 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 like she's so naturalistic in this role. Mm-hmm. Great camera work on this, like whip pan mm-hmm. to all the different yeah. men. Yeah. <laughs> Way to dr- <laughs> drop the ball there, Sam. I struck in to say hi. Like, ah. <laughs> Strangers? <laughs> this is a great scene study. If you want to like track and track her emotions throughout mm-hmm. the scene, different tactics she's using, it's really good. <laughs> Maybe she said we couldn't stay in the old goat house. <laughs> Spontaneous. <laughs> I would love to play Bill. That'd be my character I'd love to play in Mamma Mia is Bill. Yeah. That that's always the role I'm like, if I could play any of the three dads, it would be Bill. And this is, and we actually missed a song here, which is Thank You for the Music. So they cut that song. Oh, yeah. Is that not, was that not used in the second one, though? It is used in the second one. Yeah. It is used in the second one, but it's, see, so here's Pepper. So they kind of set up a relationship between the two of them, but not really. They could have gone a bit more into that. Mm. This is great. The song coming up, Chikatita. Mm. This made my top three songs. So when we were doing the episode <laughs> Tanya the drink <laughs> <laughs> once again just the natural comedy all these actors have yeah. is really great and like nothing feels forced no <laughs> this is good this got a big laugh in the theater too when we, when we do the pan away from them <laughs> Christian Brands killing it with the acapella yep <laughs> the eye roll yeah <laughs> <laughs> This is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Julie Walters killing it. I have to say, this is great. This is like if you lived in a real musical, you'd be singing your own song, but like yeah. nobody would see it. And then it goes into the real. And like, I love how the camera turns. As yeah. Like the song actually transitioned into like a real emotional song. Yeah. And I love this song. This is a beautiful piece. Yeah, it is. I always love watching like musicals in an instance like this, where it's like, these are already established songs and seeing how they can be paired in with, um, and like with a unique Mm storyline. I always find that super, super interesting. Right. Well, I mean, Mamma Mia kind of created the mold for the jukebox musical that takes existing songs Mm -hmm. and then makes it into a separate story that has no relation to the artists. Yeah. That was a big deal when they were making the musical. Was we don't want to do a ABBA biopic musical. Yeah. We want to take the music from ABBA and work it into and, a story because the lyrics are so storytelling that you mm-hmm. can easily rearrange them. Like who mm-hmm. would have thought a song called Chikatita would actually work as like a pick-me-up yeah. for two friends to their third friend. 
Yeah. And if you're just smart, like with the arrangements and everything yeah. and like, it's totally doable. Like I think exactly. that it, it's similar to Green Day's American Idiot. Like yeah. those were established songs on their own. And then when yeah. it moved to a musical yeah. that needed to be centered around this storyline, it was like, how are these songs going to mm -hmm. fit into a, a fictional story? Yeah. And then it works. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Shake it, Tita. See, I was sad they never included that this song on the album. Like it's never it was never included on the it's CD. Not? No. You go from Mamma Mia right into Dancing Queen. No. And it's smart once again when you're adapting from stage to screen, both these songs take place in Donna's bedroom. Hmm. And so it was smart that they once again when you're adapting a show from stage to screen, you often have to try and open the world to new settings, new environments. Could you have the ability to, that you don't have in a stage show? Mm -hmm. So the fact that they were able to do this with this, with that song was really great. And once again, the prop comedy between Christine Baranski and, and Dame Julie Walters was just terrific. Mm. <laughs> They're all in the basket. That's great. Once again, the great little subtle comedy. This is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, growing up, when I saw the stage show, I never caught the whole plot that Harry's gay. Because I don't remember them doing much. I don't remember remembering that in the stage show. So I remember when I saw the movie, I was like, oh! Because <laughs> I always thought, because at the end during Waterloo, Harry and Don, uh, Harry and Tanya are the ones that wear the matching outfits. So yeah. I was like, oh, Harry ends up with Tanya. That's why she doesn't like Pepper. <laughs> but it's no, Harry's gay. So another beautiful set in this bedroom. Cool with it. <laughs> Aww. Would it though? And yet they're creating real stakes. Like if you really were a parent and your three exes all show up on the island, and one of them is your daughter's dad. Like, yes, it's funny to us on the outside, but it actually is a really truthful thing of, hold on, <laughs> the stakes would be very real and the tension would be real. So it's interesting how they balance out of the comedy for the audience, but mm -hmm. the sincere terror and authentic scariness of it for the actor. Yep. <laughs> now, here we go. I call here myself. we go. So when I worked up north for Camp with Kids with Special Needs, we had an older girls cabin and they loved ABBA. So every mm. Friday at our dance party, Dancing Queen was always a very big hit. Her music's just so much fun. It is. Well, I mean, so my family and I, we recently went and saw the Candlelight Concerts with the String Orchestra. Oh, yeah. And, it, and we did uh, film music. But the other oh, nice. backup choice was ABBA. Yeah. Because I'm like, everybody knows the ABBA songs. Yeah, yeah. I would still go back and see the ABBA. Yeah. <laughs> Christine Berlinski. <laughs> Like, this is straight out of the stage show with them playing with all the props again. Yeah. Like, again, it's not as easy as you think it is to be improving on the spot with all these yeah. different costume pieces. And what people don't know is, during the scene, Julie Walters twisted her ankle. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so that's why if you're going to see in some of the long shots of them dancing down the road, they have her wearing that headpiece so it can actually hide her face. So her stunt double can do some of the, really did do the splits on the bed. That was just a party trick she could do. <laughs> Tanya. This also got a, this got a big laugh in the theaters. Julie Walters going down the stairs. 
<laughs> the amount of people who laughed at that joke. Like, this just looks like so much fun. Oh, yeah. And just the smart choice to bring it out into the world once again. Get everybody involved. It's great. This mustache guy is so funny. <laughs> He's in, like, all their fantasies. Only one with you. Mood for a dance. <laughs> That's dangerous. <laughs> Big vamp. Here we go. See, there you go. So you see Julie Walters dancing down the road. She's got the headpiece so they can hide her face. Uh -huh. So only in the close-up she'd have to move. Yeah, so like this big wide shot, that's not Julie Walters. Mm -hmm. Also, why is the guy riding the donkey and the woman is carrying the sticks? That is not appropriate, sir. Mm -hmm. That is not gentlemanly. <laughs> Here we go, to the dock. Then, of course, you've got the ABBA cameo coming up. There's an ABBA cameo? Yeah, right there. On really? The that's him. On the piano on the boat. How did I not see that? Yeah. Meryl Streep said this was a lot of fun to do on the dock with oh, all the I'm other sure. women. What part of this movie wouldn't be fun to do? True. Like, even the ballads. Yeah. I, mean, these... I think now we know where Jessica's doing her honeymoon. Greece. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to. But if I, go to, if I go to Greece and everyone is not dancing around and singing ABBA songs, then I'm taking a plane back. No, so apparently there, were, there was a talk on set between Meryl Streep and Philadelphia, the director, which was, do we tell Christine Baranski and Julie Walters that we're going to push them in or, uh, uh, or, or do we not and get their genuine reaction that they felt? No, we should tell them because we could get a really bad reaction from them. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's going to be a lot to reset. Yeah. I will say Amanda Seyfer was one of my teenage crushes back in the day. Uh... I've always loved her ever since Mean Girls. I was about to say, everybody knows her from Mean Girls. Yeah. Apparently she's not a big fan of that movie. I know she had like spoken out recently about some of the scenes that yeah. she done that, yeah. that she was asked about. But like, yeah. she plays such a great ditzy blonde. And I want to say I had read that she had wanted to play Regina or something. Yeah, yeah she did an audition for Regina, but they cast her as, a, her as Karen, Karen, right? Yeah. With the backwards K. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's so good in it. And she was, have you watched The Dropout yet? No, I keep hearing it's good though. It's so good. She's really great in it. Okay, I have to look it up. So see, I get why they cut Thank You for the Music because they have this song. Yeah. Instead. I love this one. It's a very good song. Mm -hmm. And Colin Firth actually is not a bad singer. And apparently his joke is, my only hope is that when I get to the gates of heaven one day, the angels and God will tell me, you did good in Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, Colin Firth. But I mean, he's always been kind of like the heartthrob guy. And everybody kind of underestimates him because he's like, he was Mr. Darcy in Pride and Prejudice. Mm -hmm. He was, who's the name for Bridget Jones? Oh, yeah. Mark? Is it Mark? Yeah. He was Mark and Bridget Jones. I forget his character's name. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Oh, there's Chris Brosnan singing. <laughs> I'd say out of the three of them, Colin Firth has the best vocals. You think? I would say so. Because that's just, oh, Pierce. Oh, I mean, A for effort, right? A for effort. I will give it to Pierce. He sing, He sells it. Just would I pay to see him in concert or like in a Broadway show? No. No. <laughs> But I paid to see Colin Firth do a, do a show. Yeah. Because, like, his singing actually isn't bad. No, it's not. 
And typically, this song is sung in Act 2 of the show. Yeah. And it's between Donna and Harry. Because basically, Act 2, like a, a third of Act 2 is just all three guys coming to Donna's room, talking to her. Mm-hmm. And I think that scene could have been nice, too. But I like mm-hmm. this better. I like this one, too, because it's a connecting piece, right? Yeah. like uh, Between Sophie her, and her, her three dads. Yeah. And, like, Donna's not saying anything to Sophie. Mm-hmm. like she, yeah. And so this is kind of her way of being like, mm-hmm. tell me. Like, tell me yeah. about your thing with my mom. Yeah. Stella! (laughs) (laughs) It's a promise! Then, of course, then we cut back to Donna and Harry. Mm -hmm. Which is a great kind of tie that they're both looking at the pictures. Mm -hmm. And now we get the Flipper Dance song. Yeah, which... I'm never a fan of it. I don't mind the song. The Flipper choreography is very interesting. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's right from the stage show. The stage show has the Flipper Dance, too. I know. But it's an interesting choice. It is a very interesting choice. It reminds me of Whipped Into Shape from Legally Blonde. Yes. Where, where they the dance with ropes. the jump rope. It's like, yeah. what's like some type of extreme that we can add to <laughs> already like having to sing and dance on top yeah. of it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jealous before we met. Remember I see is a potential threat. I forget who else they were looking at for this role. There was a few other like Zach Efron, Teen Heart Throbby guys at the time. I'm but sure. they went with Dominic Cooper because he was a bit older than some of the other guys they were looking at. I think that's smart though. Yeah. I wouldn't want to see like a Teen Heart Throb in that. No. I feel like it doesn't fit this. Yeah. Because there is a maturity to Sky. Like he yeah. knows what he wants. And that's something people miss is that he and, uh, is that he settled down when he wasn't really wanting to settle, but because he likes Sophie, he settles down. Yeah. And like they're obviously meant to be young. I don't are their ages explicitly said in this? I don't think so, right? I thought they were like early twenties. And that's, that's part of the problem with Donna is that like Sophie hasn't gone off the island to go see the world because yeah. she was being with her mom and now she's yeah. jumping into marriage and settling down and Donna's kinda like Live your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think like casting someone who would typically fall under the teen heartthrob umbrella, mm-hmm. a Zach Efron. Yeah. Would have been a little dicey. Or, well, not dicey, but, like, it, it might have missed the mark a little bit. Here we go. Also, the Sea-Doo routine that he does is very, like, mid-2000s music video. The what routine? The You'll see him where he, where he goes on the Sea-Doo and is riding on the Sea-Doo. Oh. That's yeah. so, like, mid-2000s routine. <laughs> Filmed a music video in Miami type. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Standing I mean, I tried doing the flipper dance when I was a kid on our dock. It didn't go well. Mac fell in the water very easily. See this, the sea dew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So bad. This is fun, though, the bachelorette party. Yeah. So they did sing this live on set. This is great. Play the song. (laughs) Once again, Meryl Streep and Tanya and Rosie all have really good harmony. Yep. And the costumes. Oh my goodness. I was just going to say the costumes are great. Yes. I love Meryl's art pieces. 
Right? It's like, can we bring this back into fashion? Or at least some version of it, like the big sleeve, maybe. Maybe not the some of it's like, coming maybe not back the feather or like our like shoulder pads. <laughs> but the art things like the artist got the best costume of the three of them. <laughs> yeah. Then it's like you watch this and it's like, okay, I actually could see these three actresses like in their younger days doing this in like bars as like their band. Yeah. Like they have really good connection with one another on stage. And those are hard dancing. That's the one thing they said was trying to dance in those platform shoes. Oh, I'm sure. It's like terrifying apparently. And I love the detail on Meryl's Right? She actually has a good singing voice, but she can. She has good sound to it. Oh, look at the sleeves go! Shoo-ba-ba, shoo-ba-ba. I remember seeing this in choir, and how and the guy's just doing the shoo-ba-ba, shoo-ba-ba's. <laughs> <laughs> I love and the fact that they like do close-ups on these boots just to show like how <laughs> difficult they are to move in. So show and you show the audience like, yeah, all the actors are wearing the boots. Yep. <laughs> See, then it gets weird because now all the girls go after Sophie's dads. Yeah, like, I'm like, this is icky. <laughs> Rosie makes a good point. Like, how can they be supportive of you when you never told your ex partner that there was a child? Their point. Yeah. Now we're getting weird. Like, why are we doing this and tying them up? Like, this is just <laughs> weird. This is just creepy. <laughs> No, thank you. I I do love the whole the way they're able to use these scenes and like intercut them. I was mm-hmm. that's really good cinematic use of the film compared to mm-hmm. a stage show. And the fact they're still keeping the mystery alive of who is Sophie's dad because she can draw really well, like Sam. Does that mm-hmm. make Sam her dad? But she's named after Bill, uh, 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 the same lady as Bill's grandmother. So does that make them? Potential. So I think that's why they took out because there's a song coming up called What's the Name of the Game? Hmm. Which in the stage show is kind of meant to be, hey, Bill's the dad. We're basically solidifying the telling you this. This is it. And so the fact they took that song out, to me says that they're really trying to keep it a mystery and not tell the audience who is the dad. Which I think is a smart choice. Gotta keep them interested. It's true. <laughs> no, because made my feet bigger. <laughs> Kitchen. Branch would make would make such a great Blanche in Golden Girls. <laughs> with the whole, with the whole, what do you do with three men? Well, that takes me back. That's such a that's such a Blanche line from Golden Girls. Are you Harry? Are you fine? <laughs> also, did they only ever make one drink at the bar? That same like fruity drink, because like Tanya's drunk, it Harry's drunk in it. Like maybe it's symbolic of something. I don't know what. I don't know. Where's Jim tonight, Jessica? I always like this song. <laughs> it was great, Aunt Sophia. Yeah, it's great, Aunt Sophia. See, like different places, different people. I always heard her money was left for to family. <laughs> I'm twenty. Huh. <laughs> okay, so they do tell her age. Yeah. So she's 20. So Sky's and probably that, she that scene is now a popular TikTok audio. <laughs> How old are you? 
I'm 20. <laughs> this song, so this is where that song would go. What's the name of the game? Mm-hmm. Where basically they confirm uh, Bill is the dad. This moment right here. And it is a deleted scene you can get on the DVD. Because they filmed it. Are my sound levels okay? Can you hear me okay, Jay Maxwell? I can hear you crystal clear. Perfect. Not a good move, Sophie. Like, you're like, what's it? But she's a young, she's a 20 year old. She's not making all the most logical decisions. So while you're seeing her just going, oh, girl, no. <laughs> oh, girl, no. <laughs> you don't have to do that. The boys are ready to party. Also, I will say that as Sophie, I would not be impressed with like my groom swinging in on a rope. Because my friend was doing roof work before his wedding. He fell off of the roof <gasps> and twisted his ankle. Oh, God. So, not overly happy with him. The fact that he was, like, able to walk, but, like, not stand for, like, super long and, like, dance really hard. Oh, so, they had, they had a shorter first dance. <laughs> yes. So, tell Jim, no swinging on ropes. Or, sorry, tell Dan, no swinging on ropes. <laughs> and... I mean, Jim, too. Don't, Jim, Jim should not swing on I will ropes. also tell Jim the cat to not swing on any ropes. <laughs> but yes, tell Dan no no roof work and no rope swinging before a wedding. Well, he, do, he does construction, so he might have some roof work, but... Well, as long as he's tied off, right? <laughs> Make sure he's harnessed in. I also want to know, how big is this wedding? She seems to have a massive bachelorette party and a massive... like. Just like a massive bachelorette party, and like he maybe like <laughs> like those characters. You're right. So because we get to the wedding, only what's her names? The two best friends are standing up with her. So I guess these are like all her school friends, or just friends on the island who are out partying with her. I wonder how this is gonna be a real small island. I feel like everyone just knows everybody. Oh, it's such a small island. <laughs> this is great too, building this tension throughout the song. And yeah. this is something you can't really do on stage, which is all these little interpersonal dynamics. Sometimes you can do it, though, where if mm-hmm. it's, it'll sometimes be done where it's like this big ensemble thing and the ensemble mm-hmm. kind of like fade out a little. And then there's like a yeah, little bit of talking true. bit. There's still stuff going on in the back, kind of like in Dancing Through Life. In true. Way. True. It's like here's this big but I kind it's of more effective here to go really get that claustrophobic energy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you absolutely feel it here. For the character, like, it's really coming through strong here. And just the choice to do the uh, Greek dance circles. Yeah. and Very smart. Doing something like that, then it's like, okay, now I feel, like, really trapped. Yeah. And the fact that you're able to shoot people through different slots. Yeah, yeah. And typically, this would be where the intermission happens. Sophie faints at the bachelorette party, and then it cuts to black, and then there's the um, nightmare song. And that opens Act 2. I forget what that song is. But they cut it here. It's not in the movie. We won't be taking an intermission. We will not. <laughs> this is funny with Christine Baranski waking up. <laughs> oh, I like that it mirrored, though, with Sophie's friends. Right? <laughs> Water sports. Testicles. <laughs> <laughs> This got a big laugh in the theater. A lot of Julie Walters stuff got a big laugh. Like she did a really good job with the comedy in this with her kids. Yeah, she's got great comedy in this. Yeah. Like just the <laughs> <laughs> fall off the dinghy. So good. So 
here's something. So apparently only Bill Skarsgård and the director knew that he was going to be nude under that apron. He didn't <laughs> tell anybody else on set. So 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 he turns around and flashes Julie Walters' character. She that's had no a, idea that was That's coming. an authentic reaction. That's, that's awesome. That is a full-on authentic reaction. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So once again, like this great double speaking is really kind of classic sitcom mm-hmm. uh, energy. Really well done. And then, of course, Julie Walters thinks it's something about Sophie and her dad. Mm-hmm. Harry's talking about Bill and Rosie. Mm-hmm. I think Sam's talk or Harry's talking about Harry and Sophie. Yeah. So great. Like just all the double talk. It's very Shakespearean comedy. It is, actually. Well, the misinterpretation. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Stella Skarsgård has neither confirmed nor denied that on his butt cheeks are two eye tattoos. <laughs> now, this is a scene I remember a lot from the stage show. Was the whole line of, like, you didn't get near, you just had the baby thing. I remember that line from the stage show. For some reason, that line's always been like, oh, yes. Oh, Mirror's trying to be supportive, but it comes across as, like, really condescending. I just can't believe it's taken them this long to, like, have a discussion about it. Right? Like, that's the other thing, too. This is just, like, just don't want to deal with any confrontation at all. Yeah, this argument I remember very specifically from the stage show. For Mm -hmm. some reason, as a, I think I was eight or nine when I went and saw this, because my friend's grandmother had tickets. Oh, yeah. And her friend couldn't make it. So they were like, oh, here, Sam, we're already going. Why don't you bring your friend who likes theater along? And my <laughs> and me was kind of like my first non-lay-miz. Lion King and then Mamma Mia, those are like the two first like, non-lay-mizzy shows I saw on stage. <laughs> Lay-mizzy. <laughs> I, I remember, oh, the I remember um, seeing The Lion King when I was a kid in yeah. Toronto. And down yeah. the street, Mamma Mia was playing. And so yeah, I had heard about Alex. it. That's right. And so I had heard about it, but I didn't like know what it was. And I asked my mom, like after we saw The Lion King, I, I'm pretty sure I asked my mom if we could go. And she was like, I think that's like for an older age group. These two had great dramatic chemistry. Meryl Streep and Pierce Brosnan. Like, people forget mm-hmm. Pierce Brosnan do like, really good dramatic stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can handle my own disasters. Just going to post our link to Facebook so people can tune in and join us. We're going to get some good here, but we can get a few more. Come join the conversation, friends and family. And let people know they can ask questions, too. It is true. If you have a question, please submit a question. Sue, if you're watching, please submit us a question. Say hi. (laughs) I, to I told her to watch. I told her this was happening tonight. <laughs> Come on, Sue. Where are you? Three, and she's single. Oh, here we go, Pierce. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> All right, everybody, let's get into this. So, Pierce Brosnan singing. Jessica, what are your thoughts on it? Is he a good singer? Do you prefer him to Russell Crowe? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> if you had to pay money to see one of them in concert, and you have to do it. Which one would you prefer? Probably Russell Crowe. I would say the same thing. 
I know if you watch like, him in other YouTube videos, he's had a band for like 20 years. Yeah. Like he so just got maybe, bad singing advice on Lane Is. Maybe it's just the same situation that Amanda Seyfried was in. Probably. It's hard to do some, like those traditional theatrical. And the tragic part is, is that uh, Meryl Streep, she actually is a, de- uh, a good singer, and you put her up against Pierce Brosnan, Pierce Brosnan comes out looking a little bit worse for wear. Yeah. Compared to Meryl Streep. It really elevates her and her vocals and kind of hurts him in a way. I wonder if, like, <laughs> if there was ever a discussion to just, like, have someone else sing. Okay, so this is something I get into all the time with people is, I would love for them to bring back vocal dubbing mm-hmm. in movie musicals. Because mm-hmm. they did that all the time back in the day. Like, Audrey Hepburn didn't sing in My Fair Lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natalie Wood didn't sing in West Side Story. Deborah Carr didn't sing in King and I. I mean, right. Unless you were, Christopher Plummer did not sing in Sound of Music. Yeah. Uh, like that was something very common that it, unless you were somebody like a Julie Andrews yeah. or a Yul Brenner who had the vocal stamina to do it. Right, right. Well, I you didn't of, do it. Yeah. Well, I think of, I watched Oh Brother Where Art Thou a few mm. weeks ago and right. George Clooney does not sing in that, but like, no, he's got, he's got good enough acting that it's like, you think it's believable. So yeah. Pierce Brosnan's a good actor. So mm-hmm. pair it with someone who like can sing it. And I mean, the only thing I would say, because this is something that Hollywood didn't do back in the day when they were dubbing people, is they would never tell the audience that they yeah. were dubbed. And the actors and actresses who were the proper singers never got the proper credit. Like yeah. Marty Nixon did not get credit for doing Natalie Wood, Audrey Hepburn, and Deborah Carr till years later. Right. So that's the only thing I would say is dub them be up front and go hey that's Pierce Brosnan but we have I don't know Tom Wilkinson being his vocal double <laughs> for this yeah and then like the other problem too is that like people will figure it out and they ask them in the press questions and stuff like that and mm-hmm. and then if it's just the one person not doing the singing then that can be like yeah. oh like even why didn't you pull your weight like the other ones did? Yeah. That can be controversial, I guess. Yeah. So now we get into Kristen Baranski. And you can tell she's a Broadway singer. Yes. She has the vocal that's, that's strength to, to do it. Is, is the very obvious Broadway singers that go in and do it versus like the traditional film actors. Yeah. Exactly. Like just that vocal jump she has to do to get into the chorus. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, she's dancing and singing on concrete. That's covered in sand. <laughs> like, wow. Like, one of the most uncomfortable ways to be singing. Unless it's just something about Broadway actors versus film actors singing. Yeah. Like, they're just so good at the, the facial cues and, like, yeah. it's just so yes. different. Well, and I mean, that's the thing. Everybody goes, well, we can't cast Broadway actors in movie musicals because they're, they, won't, they don't know how to rein it in to sing on camera. And yeah. The majority of them do, and on top of that, that's something very easy to work around if the actor is good. That you can well, say, yeah. "Hey, too broad, bring it down." Yeah, and I think I look, I, I look at Samantha Barks and Lane is as yeah. she was the, the strongest, if not the strongest, performer along with Aaron Tivet in that movie because yeah. both of because- them knew how to sing that score and how to manage them themselves vocally. Yeah, and having very skilled theater backgrounds like yeah exactly 
Another great song. Does your mother know? Oh, such a good song. This is one of my favorites. And I love the background of the dance, dance. <laughs> and to do this on the beach is so great. So smart. This is such a great song in the show. But once again, because they haven't set up Tanya and Pepper as the kind of this dynamic between the two of them, like we get hints mm-hmm. of it. Like we saw them dancing a little bit together in the previous Boulet Vu scene. But not yeah, to the extent where he's like repeatedly hitting on her and her saying, No, buzz off. I'm only yeah. your mother. It seemed like the only interaction was at the beginning when yeah. when she first showed up. So yeah, it, it doesn't build up to the same way that it that it could have. So instead it's just like, oh haha, yeah, we remember him from that scene earlier when he flirted right? with her wings. So let's build exactly. up time around it. Exactly. This is this is so nice of Harry. Harry's such a good guy. Yeah. And this is funny that he runs away. <laughs> <laughs> such a childish He's thing. Like, you have to catch me! With the life vest on, too. Yeah. So good. <laughs> Here we go. So much so running in All I think about is, like, Stella from, like, Streetcar Named Desire. Yeah. Like, he does a lot of yelling at, uh, after Sophie as she runs away to something else. There's just a lot of running in this movie. Everyone's yes. running away. Running on the beach, running yeah. uh, in the corridors, running away from their problems. <laughs> yeah, he would have stopped you. Not so a good in going on a wedding by not telling your partner, hey. Hey, so listen, problem. there are these three guys and they might be my dad and I'm going to invite them to my wedding, but like, I just didn't want to tell you. <laughs> not a good move. Oh, but like, don't worry about it. It doesn't affect you at all. Not a good move. No, not at all. And it's an honest conflict that they're having there. Because mm-hmm. he's like, you know, I, 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 once again, not a good thing to say. I, I, I put my life on hold. That's never a good partner thing to say. Yeah, no, especially. But I get what he's saying, which is like, I changed my life. Like we're settling down together when I really don't want to. Which kind of says, hey, there's some bigger conversations we need to have as a partnership. Yeah. But to say, like, I put my life on hold for you. Mm. <laughs> Relationships are yeah. about being together and living life exactly. together. <laughs> I'm sure you and Dan have never had this conversation. No, we have not. <laughs> I can safely say that. <laughs> oh, poor Donna. Aww. I'll just say, Amanda Cypher's bathing suit is really cool. Yeah. That's a very cool design. Yeah. This is really sweet. This song always makes my mom cry coming up. Is this um, slipping through my fingers? Yes. Yeah. This song makes my mom cry every time. It's beautiful. It's a really great moment. This is another example of a song that was entirely separate, written on its own, but applies so well to the scene. Exactly. Once again, like you never would have thought this song would have worked this way. No. But it but totally works. Yeah. It's like a mom watching her daughter yeah. take a next big step in life. And Sue can sing it to you. <laughs> this song made our top three. Both Autumn and I had this as, as, as one of our top three songs. Yeah, I would agree. And Meryl Streep, once again, this is where her acting comes in. Mm. This and, um, and uh, Winner Takes It All. Are really mm-hmm. what sell Meryl Streep in this role is the fact that she's able to balance such a, a dramatic 
ness of this song and the fact that it's all done like as a voiceover once, mm-hmm. once again it plays into that whole is she talking to herself is she singing this to herself like as she's getting her daughter ready like what is going on yeah but it works because you set up the fact that donna can kind of go into these kind of dream or inner inner monologue thoughts and something you don't see a lot of musicals because they're hyper real like if, mm-hmm. like, if this was done by like tom hooper and lay misland like <laughs> this would all be done in close-up yeah on top of that would be singing it as a dopey mm-hmm. but the fact that like it feels like there's moments where you feel like oh she's really saying something and sometimes she's thinking this monologue i would say it's definitely a thinking reflective monologue i think so too like she's looking in the mirror yeah and she could like maybe just sort of be singing it to herself but like Mm -hmm. also watching sophie yeah. And I think it's uh, it's just like such a like this whole song is like such a reflective yeah. moment and reflective on the time that they had spent together and mm-hmm. uh, and like the whole concept of like how time slips mm-hmm. through our fingers and yeah. Oh, and it's new nail polish once again the blue. But these two have such great chemistry. They really do. So you know actually what made them laugh here is they started belting or started playing Metallica music through through, through the set speakers. <laughs> And didn't tell what? her it was going to happen. And, and, and so, and so they're improving the picture looking and then the directors gave a cue to the sound people to like start blasting Metallica. And that big <laughs> raucous laugh they have is them genuinely reacting to the ridiculousness of the music. Oh, that's so funny. Mm-hmm. I also would say Sophie's dress in this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. The wedding dress that she does. Yeah. It's like her very hair. casual, but also very dressy. Yeah. Like and like Chloe, I feel like a lot of that is just like an ode to her island life, like yeah. living on the beach and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this is where people kind of underestimate Mamma Mia as a musical. Mm. Is the dramatic heart of this story is mother daughter mm-hmm. and two people who are trying to get ready to transition through the next stage of their lives where they're not going to be together all the time because. Mm-hmm. Like Donna and Sophie have always been together as a unit. And now, like any single parent, they're get, it's going to the point where the child is now going to be leaving the nest, whether it's to go to college, university, or in this case, marriage, which is a big kind of thing. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I really do think people underestimate the dramatic heart of this movie. In musical mm-hmm. in general, like everybody kind of goes, oh, it's fluffy, it's ABBA, mm-hmm. it's fun. But I'm like, no, there actually is real heart in this piece. Mm-hmm. And real kind of stakes. I'm not sure if you wanted to ride a donkey on the day of my wedding. <laughs> but but that's how it they... looks really cool. I mean, I mean, every well, time... but that's, that's how they get around there, though. True. Or at least riding on a donkey is quite common. Yeah. After this movie, this wedding venue, which is a real wedding venue on top of this mountain, oh, yeah. was, has gone up in popularity tremendously to this day and is one of the most oh. expensive wedding venues. Oh, you obviously. Get. Here we go. Next big song. Rosary's got two big songs back to back. Mm-hmm. And both like ballad types too. Yes. <laughs> She's great in this too. I love this song. She is so good in this. Like this once again, the dramatic power of this song. She seamlessly gets into the music as well. It's oh, great. Yeah. yeah. But once again, I'll say the heart of the movie slipping through my fingers. This is more the big eleven o'clock number mm-hmm. of the piece. Like, yeah. This is the dramatic power ballad of the show yeah. apparently the one thing that the director said later on is 
we never should have given Meryl Streep that red shawl because trying to match it between shots so it doesn't because once again they do different takes or they're coming between different takes mm-hmm. and Meryl Streep because she was just playing with the wind and the shawl the shawl wouldn't match up in the shots <laughs> so she goes that's the one thing I'd recommend to any other directors when you're doing scenes outside like that don't do shawls because they're one of the most <laughs> trickiest like props to ever have <laughs> apparently Meryl Streep did sing this song live on set like Ivory take, mm-hmm. and this is they say this is where the real mix came in between uh, audio and then like on set vocals. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could see that. Yeah, I mean, this is this be the season that will get Meryl Streep the Oscar nomination because it's. I mean, I forget who else was nominated this year in two thousand and eight. Let me see. Is that the year of the King's Speech? Let's see. Let's see. Oscars. So it's the 81st Oscars, and the films of 2008. And Best Picture that year was Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, this mm. was the year of The Dark Knight for uh, Milk. Mm. And Meryl Streep was nominated for Doubt, where she plays the nun. And Kate Winslet won for The Reader. So I guess Meryl Streep already had a dramatic role up for the Oscars. I guess they're like, ah, oh, it's a well, That's I, a I year. I like, she just come off Devil Wears Prada. And then she yeah. did Doubt and Mamma Mia. Like, this was kind of Meryl Streep announcing to the world that, yes, I'm getting an older as an actress, but I'm not going but, anywhere. But I can still kick some butt. Exactly. I'm, like, not at all surprised that there were no nominations, or if there were any nominations, there were few. I feel like this isn't, I always feel like the Oscars have, like, a certain type of movie that gets nominated. And it does. Just more, it this was just more, like, fun musical movie. and. I yeah, think it had, it, I think it had mixed reviews when it came out, did it not? So, well, some people just called it kind of thrilling, like they didn't take it seriously. Let's see, what is the Rotten Tomato? I want to say I read it was like fifty-five percent or something. Let's see. You're right, fifty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. which is funny because it's one of the most like profitable movie musicals of all time. Okay, well, so- and it's funny. It's funny too because now, like, I think with the so many, so much ABBA audio has been used on TikTok, it's like, yes, kind of gleaned a whole new level of popularity. I love this one Rotten Tomatoes review that gave it two stars. Disgusting, awkward, and improbable. I guess it captures ABBA perfectly, except the band demonstrated better acting abilities in their stage performances. (laughs) Disgusting. <laughs> Another one, That's two and a half stars. A musical that That's isn't a- as fun as I thought it would be. Yikes! Um, the one, the one critic review says: legal definition of torture has been much aired in recent years, and I take Mamma Mia to be a useful contribution to that debate. What? <laughs> wow, man! People take things so seriously. Mm-hmm. Let me just have a fun, silly little musical yeah. to watch. Yeah. So this is so I remember in the theaters watching this, and I got worried because typically in the stage show this would be after winner takes it all is uh, take a chance on me because it's mm. Rosie getting the final preparations done in the chapel pews, right? And then they cut that, they cut away from that and didn't just went right to the winner. So I was like, did they cut take a chance on me? My other favorite song. Yeah. I hope at your wedding you have a tuba player play you down the aisle like in this. I'll see what I can do. Okay. I'm sure Jim and Dan would love a tuba player. Yeah, they would both love a tuba player. 
Also, of course, Sky's not wearing any type of tie or anything, but has like an open shirt. Yeah, I love, I love it. It's giving like 70s. Yeah. <laughs> not a good look, Sky. Not a good look. Put on a tie. Love to see those wedding sure, pictures. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is great. This is like a true Shakespearean like ending mm. sequence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like this is just like great comedy now. Stand up. <laughs> Then all of them are gonna sit right back down again. No one wants a conversation. This we're all just here to sing. A text. Well, no, we're all just here to sing. No one wants. No one wants a conversation. No one wants confrontation. Well, it comes from the trailer too, and I've slept with hundreds of men. <laughs> that is correct, sir. Yes. I also right. like the cutaways to the priest as well, just his confused look all the time. <laughs> this is the weirdest wedding I've ever been to. Yeah. <laughs> you came back? See, this is the problem, Sam. Never assume anything. Nope. It's called pick up a phone, sir. Yep. <laughs> Gotta go in and start a wedding, marrying somebody to prove it. I don't know if that line's in the stage show, like the whole line of, you're the last girl I ever loved. Hmm. Also, that little cutaway of, of the old man making the sign of the cross, that was in the trailers a lot, too. Oh, was it? Yeah, because it, it, it's like, the, I have three dads. Oh. <laughs> to the, this typically way to wait 20 years for a dad to three come along, that was another big trailer line that showed up in a lot of the TV spots. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm not sure what's with the coloring in this scene. Like, it seems to have gone very yellow all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, I get it's sunset on the mountain, is it, but it's like, well, yeah. is it at green, like gold thing for yellow? <laughs> like, are they trying to do some kind of golden hour here? I guess, but it's like extreme golden hour. But it's, well, and very yellow, though. Yeah. Most of the time, like, some golden hour will have, like, elements of orange and red hues, but. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan, here we go. Yep. <laughs> Once again, I'm like, Sam, I appreciate your dedication. But I feel you may want to go on a date with her before you, like, commit to marriage. Well, it's been, like, 20 years. And maybe yeah. then some. Yeah. I love the idea of her for 21 years, sir. Yeah. <laughs> like, a lot of people change in time. known each other for over a decade, and we've changed over a decade. Can you imagine oh, yeah. what 20, 20 years later? See, there's why you have a tuba player. <laughs> Just yep. for that boom, 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 boom. This is so great. Do I do I do I do I do? And of course, you get the priest. <laughs> they cut this song from the album too. It's usually on this. It's usually on the. It's on the Broadway album. But this is just a quick song, isn't it? It is a quick song. But even in the stage show, it's a quick song. They included that on the album. Yeah, but that makes sense with Broadway cast recordings. They always seem to include True. like the shorter songs. Right. But you were the other one that they cut that you had mentioned earlier. Oh, Chikatita, well, what's the name of the game? Oh, no. Chikatita, right? Yeah, Chikatita, they cut that one. Yeah. Like, like a that's a full song. song. They could have cut that one. Yeah. It could be like where I question the director a bit because I'm like, oh, Pierce Brosnan singing is not the best. <laughs> Why would you give him another solo song? <laughs> Please give him like a duo or a trio. Yeah. <laughs> Please Why support the solo man? wedding speech song. <laughs> Like I will admit, this is this song was added into the movie. 
they mm-hmm. cut another one of like the wedding songs, and I actually do like this one. Like the re- like this song itself, I like Pierce Brosnan not so much singing it, but this is actually a really beautiful song. When all is said and done, like he just looks in pain singing. <laughs> A for effort. That's all I have to say. A, I will give him A for effort. Once again, as Autumn says, because this is like a musical comedy where mm-hmm. singing isn't key, Pierce Brosnan gets away with it a bit more than, say, Russell Crowe, who has a dramatic performance in Javert. Where that's a good song, point. And it's, a, and it's like a full musical movie. Like, that's no talking. I feel like that can be said about just about any musical comedy if you have someone who doesn't sing that well in it. I mean, that even goes back to like Guys and Dolls when they did it on Broadway. The actor they had who played um, Nathan Detroit was Mm. not a trained singer. He Mm. was like an actor, and that's why Nathan Detroit's character only has one song, which is a Sumi duet with uh, Adelaide. It's Mm. because the actor couldn't sing, and they were okay Mm. with that, so they wrote the part around him. So, I mean, I guarantee if Pierce Brosnan was in the original Broadway production or mm-hmm. West End production where it premiered, they would have done the whole, this guy can't sing, but we like his acting. Let's not give him a shit ton of songs to sing. Like, this is Pierce Brosnan's third song. So you would think when they're casting this, it would be, uh, let's make sure the guy who can sing, like, has to sing the most out of the three dads can actually do it. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> Julie Walters. <laughs> <laughs> my only issue is that because they backload a whole bunch of songs it feels like a really overdrawn ending when like basically after the wedding you get to the i dream um I, i'm not i dream to dream it's a, i have a song to sing mm. reprieve where they're walking off into the sunset together sophie and sky after the wedding but the fact that we get do i do i do then mm. all is said and done and take a chance on me feels like a bit of a drawn out ending when it didn't need to be that way but i, I don't know if the song works with it before the wedding because you have that such a big high with meryl streak yeah doing the winner takes like it all like, such a great comedic point though like we have just like oh, a bunch it's of so serious good stuff, it's just like here yeah. let's just put in like <laughs> something comedic well, to break it up exactly well, so, well and that's why you put take a chance on me where you do in the stage show because you have right. two back-to-back ballads and you need to kind of have a song to kind of pick up this, the comedy again before the end. I honestly feel like at this point they were like, let's just get this like wedding thing over with. Let's just wrap yeah. it up. Let's make it as tight as possible so we can jump to this. That's true. <laughs> Not great partnering if, if the one guy's running away from you. Maybe, yeah. take that as a hint. <laughs> Maybe that's a sign. Yeah. <laughs> Hanging off the building. <laughs> well, he almost has such so much on filming this sequence. <laughs> now they're crawling on the roof. <laughs> That's a stunt double doing the role. Every time we hear the song, I always think of that scene in the office when Andy is trying to impress Angela, and he yes, like, calls, and he does this over like the uh, does, intercom. Yeah, he calls his two or his two friends call rather and sing the harmonies. That's so great. I mean, I remember doing this in choir, and the man, the men's part is just take a chance, 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 take a chance. So eventually, it just became Chuck E. Cheese, 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 Chuck E.
which I do want to see in Toronto now that it's here. Yeah. Okay, well, this this funny or this scene's so funny to me because this was like a crack that broke in the floor and water's coming out and we're just like, yay, we're having a great time. Well, apparently it's like, Aphrodite's oh. spring is what it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be like a, a water main, but I'm like, is it a water main? But you... <laughs> I'd still be a little concerned. Why are we stripping Pierce Brosnan's shirt off? <laughs> don't get that stage choice. Although apparently the actors say that water was very cold. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, we're at the end now. We're at the end. And this is where the musical on stage ends too with that big moon mm. uh, over the stage. And it actually is a beautiful ending. Because once again, it doesn't... It, it kind of ties up Sky and um, Sophie's relationship, but not really. Yeah. It leaves it open to her where it's like, do they go on to get married in a few years after they've traveled the world? Like, like it's kind of Do funny how everybody thinks Mamma Mia is Sophie's story. But really, mm-hmm. I would argue it's more Donna's story coming to terms with her past and getting the partner she wants. Coming to terms with her past and also dealing with the inevitable future of her daughter leaving. Yeah. I would argue Mamma Mia is more Donna's story than it is Sophie's story. Yeah. Like, yes, the Sophie character's on the poster, even though she really isn't, because. Sophie's supposed to have blonde hair and that actress on the poster has. Actually, there is a great deep dive about who that I read that. Have you read it? Yeah, where, where, where it's on like, just like a candid wedding photo. Like, from it like is. a wedding website that they just took that image of, of the bride laughing and used it. Yeah, and, like, and they, who they is this woman? That fuzzed effect. Yeah. Um, I love that it's not really a real person. <laughs> Okay, here we go. So I'm glad. So this is right from the stage show. This whole big finale, where they, yeah, where like they say the extra songs and such well, a smart way. No, it's just Dancing Queen again. Yeah. Well, it's Dancing Queen. We got Waterloo. Oh, do they, they do, do Waterloo, Waterloo as well? Yeah. I don't know if they do it with me again. I, I I know they do Dancing also, Queen and Waterloo for sure. These outfits that they're wearing were different from the ones in the. They're different. Yeah. But, but, from the Super Are they not movie. the ones that were like? Do they wear two outfits on the stage one? They do. They do. It, in the stage show, they have like the makeshift ones that they wear during Super Trooper. Oh. Okay. Then at the end, they have like the like Donna's in red. I think Rosie's in green, and Tanya's in like blue or another color. And then the okay. three guys match up as well. The all white or silver. Yeah. Outfits. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah so, so they do have a special finale outfit that they wear. And I mean, when you watch the Broadway clips of this encore, and you see the audience just standing and dancing. Yeah. Like, like, like you know, it's just a feel-good show, and everybody gets up at the oh. end and it's just dancing. And it's encouraged to get up and dance. Yeah, I love that. Like, it's just such a great party ending to this piece. Oh, for sure. And you know that, like, the people who are watching this are, like, humming along or... Oh yeah, listening, bopping, listening along to the music the entire time, and it's yes. like, well, let's just do Dancing Queen one more time so that <laughs> everyone gets it out of their system before they leave. The exactly. <laughs> so smart, Julie Walters. So much fun. I love that they brought back the like iconic white outfits though for this. So that's great. right, and it's kind of the same design that they have in the other ones. Yeah, a little bit different. Mm-hmm. This is fun. This, do you want another one? <laughs> movie theater people hated this by the end when like they have to come clean the movie theater all the time and they had kept hearing Meryl Streep like <laughs> doing this and they're like no we don't want another one 
Napoleon did surrender. I mean, you could tell they want to do this song, but couldn't figure out a spot to put it in the musical. So they put it as like an encore mm-hmm. piece of music. <laughs> and then they have it in the sequel. They have it as part yeah. of uh, Harry and Donna's meeting because they go to like, still- a Napoleon themed restaurant. I still haven't seen the sequel. Really? With Ghost yeah. Meryl Street? You haven't seen it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you gotta watch it. Cash is just like they're having a blast. Oh, yeah. I mean, the costumes alone, how could you not? <laughs> right? Like, I would totally. Like, if I had those big poofy sleeves, I would just be like, flailing my arms around. Here's yours and Dan's couples costume for Halloween this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couldn't you see Dan in like one of those outfits? I couldn't. <laughs> I don't know if he could. <laughs> I'm sure he would do it just for you. I'll have to get him to sit down to watch the movie first. <laughs> You're so hard to get him to watch this movie. Yeah. There are a few musical movies I have to get him to watch. The main ensemble up in the clouds mm-hmm. there. This is just like reminiscent of the fun that like you see actors have when they do their big, their big song at the end. Oh, yeah. there's another Abba cameo. Bye! We watch like shuffling along because she doesn't want to fall in the boots. <laughs> and there, there we go, go, everybody. That was Mamma Mia, the music movie. The Mamma Mia, the movie. <laughs> Mamma Mia, the movie. <laughs> Such a weird movie. title. Mamma Mia, the movie. Yeah, it's so good. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We've been watching for almost two hours, but we made Woo! it through. Jessica, have your thoughts changed on the movie? What are your thoughts now after watching it again? I don't think my thoughts have changed on the movie. I loved it when I first saw it and I haven't seen it in a while. So it was really great to watch it again. Yeah, I don't think my thoughts on it have changed at all. I think it's great. Um, That's good. Well, it might make me want to watch the sequel then. <laughs> well, you got to watch the sequel. No, no, so well, now I have to. top three songs are of the musical? Top three songs, I would say, I'm just going to pull up the list <laughs> just so I can fairly, I can fairly judge. Definitely, definitely Slipping Through My Fingers yep. is up there. Mm-hmm. I always loved I Have a Dream. It's That's short, but it's beautiful. And I love that it is at the start of the movie and it's at the end. And her dream is um, changed by the end, too. Yeah. So I love that. And mm-hmm. probably The Winner Takes It All. Good choices, good choices. I would say my three still stay the same, which are, which were from your favorite Christmas movie episode. It was Chikatita. Mm. So we do my fingers. And I think my third one was Mamma Mia, like the, the, mm. the title song. Those right. three were always really good. But I mean, the whole musical, it's just great. Like, once again, like, I don't think it deserves that 55 on Rotten Tomatoes. I would give it a. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fair. I give it like a 75, 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Because once yeah. again, like it's very popular. People like this piece. It's a feel-good movie, and it knows what it is. This movie doesn't take itself too seriously, and that's what's nice mm-hmm. is that the movie never tries to be an Oscar winner movie. It was never meant for that. It was meant to be a feel-good pick-me-up movie musical. Yeah, yeah. But there we go, Jessica. Where can people find and follow you on social media before we sign up? I am on all social platforms as at jstephmax. Love it. And where can people follow Jim, your amazing cat? He has an Instagram for all cat-related content. You can follow, I believe it's Jim the underscore cat on Instagram. <laughs> Perfect. 
Perfect. Well, make sure you follow Jim. He's a hoot. Yeah. And we will keep you all updated on Jessica's wonderful wedding, which is coming down the road. Who knows? Maybe we'll be singing a what like a Mamma Mia hit list at her wedding. Who knows? Oh, we'll we'll get Sue involved. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. But yeah, you can find and follow me at McKenzie on all social media platforms. Uh, and you can also follow all my other theater antics with Papa Hemlock Theater, where we're doing artist interviews, play reviews. We just launched a whole new series called Screened Plays, which are where we talk about film adaptations of plays. And our first episode was all about Denzel Washington's turn as the villainous Macbeth. So you can hear all, hear all about that there too. But for now, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. We will have audio-only versions of this available next Friday on our podcast feed. And we cannot wait to have Jessica back for Chicago, which is the the date, I believe, is October 29th. Let me just confirm that for everybody so we can remember, so we can make sure the date is correct. Hold on, I'm going to my calendar here, ladies and gentlemen, because Jessica's coming back for a for for a follow up appearance, Jessica Maxwell, you are coming back on. On yes, October Saturday, October 29th at seven p.m. Before that, we are doing a live stream of the movie musical Cats with our other mm-hmm. friend of the podcast, Jillian Robinson. She's never seen the movie before, so I thought <gasps> it was fitting for her to get her live stream reactions. Oh man. She is <laughs> oh yes she is. I sat through it three times, theaters once to watch it and then once to watch it with director's commentary to see what the hell Tom Poopoo was thinking. Oh so, brave. This brave. Means- I, I don't even think I finished it. Never show <laughs> Dan Cats the musical. No, we watched it together. What? <laughs> He's seen Cats but not Mamma Mia? Actually, make it make sense well, well we didn't finish it so <laughs> i think we probably got maybe at least an hour into it and he was like i can't do it anymore and i'm like good because i can't <laughs> it's so bad it's oh, so, yeah, well, so bad. it was not good <laughs> there we go all right everybody tune in next for our next episode which is cats the movie with jillian robinson on friday october 21st at 7 30 p.m and until then everybody stay healthy stay safe make sure you go follow jessica and jim the cat and we can't wait to have her back for october 29th for chicago starring richard gear Catherine zeta jones queen latifah and renee selmier and christine baranski yes all that good stuff mm-hmm. all right everybody see you next time thanks bye, bye.